Welcome back to the Zeitgeist Podcast. This is episode four. Today, Connor and I are going to be talking about why we both left Long Island, New York. This conversation was inspired by Discourses by Epictetus. Good evening, Connor. Good morning, bro. When did you leave home? Technically, when I was 18, I think right when I turned 18, but that was to go to college. You know, college is kind of this between home, between adult life. So I don't know if I count that as as really leaving home. But then in 2020, I left for Croatia a little bit after I finished my degree. And yeah, there's a part of me that feels like it's just not appropriate to return to my parents' home. Mm. What was the feeling when you left? Did you know you were you were going for for good, or did you plan to come back at that point? No, I I was really sure that my parents' place is not the place for me right now. Why is that? Well, it's comfortable, and I was really I had just finished college, and I was sitting there thinking, like, how do I know if I'm a man? What is the difference between a boy and a man? I was seriously asking myself this question, and. Well, I knew for one thing, I wasn't becoming more of a man by staying at my parents' house. So I said, okay, I have to leave. And I was planning to go to Germany with Fulbright, but then there was COVID. So I went to one of the only open European countries. And that ended up being a really good idea because of the cheaper cost of living. So I had more flexibility to spend my time reading and stuff. Worked out well. You did an impressive stint of traveling shortly thereafter no yeah you helped me out with that too i came stop by your place in la after croatia i went to germany uh, i stayed there for about three months then back to croatia for a little and then brazil and and mexico and and to you and to my grandparents for a month too that was really nice actually um where are they in maine okay yeah so it wouldn't have been possible without the help of of people of friends and family, I most of the time actually didn't pay rent. So uh, yeah, it worked out well. What inspired these travels on the outset? Like seriously to become a man. That was when I said, why am I doing this? It was because I want to become a man and I'm not becoming a man at my parents' house. And you know, this quote I've been obsessed with lately, necessity is the mother of all inventiveness. And at home, there's just a lack of necessity to grow up. You get food mm-hmm. for you. You, you, all your necessities are taken care of. I don't know, not for everyone, but my mom is really great at cleaning, and I appreciate that a lot. But <laughs> it doesn't, um, it doesn't teach me to adopt the responsibility I need to. So just, yeah, figuring out how am I going to grow up. Yeah, you you put that in the blog that I saw today. I like it. Um, on that same note, like my mom's a fantastic cook. There's yeah, absolutely is. no reason for me to ever cook a meal when I'm with my mom. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> so same, same thing, you know, just leaving home, being far away from her. Um, I, I had to learn how to do these things. Yeah. And now you're better do off for, for that. Yeah, absolutely. I love cooking. It's definitely picked up some of her skill. I think so. Yeah. I used to watch her for hours in the kitchen. You know, we had this little 
bar. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember my old house. It was like a kitchen bar. Right. And I would just sit sit there at the counter and watch her cook for several hours a day and we'd talk and it's just a great experience. Good memories. Really good memories. And for the past probably four or five years. But it, it was it really hit me hard today because we were thinking about this idea of leaving home to to become your own person. And I got to thinking, you know, this is it. Like you gotta you're you're in it now. You've reached a point where you figure out what you need to do and you do it. It seems straightforward, but just graduating college and, and reaching that point is like, okay, there, there's, you're kind of on it on your own completely. You got to embrace that. And even, even with your parents, you know, like you're just, you're out there. And it's like, how do I want to manage these relationships? How do I want to live my life? And it's a huge freedom, but also a huge responsibility. Definitely. Um, like Connor, like you, I left home when I was 18, as soon as I graduated high school. Couldn't wait to get out. I was super excited. I found one of the furthest places from Long Island that I possibly could, which is Los Angeles. And it felt really cool to be in a big city where I knew absolutely nobody. Mm. Because it's a it's a canvas, it's a blank canvas. You, you can create the person that you want to be from scratch with nobody to tell you who you were. That's one of the biggest points for me too. This idea of judgment-free zone where you can decide what kind of man do I want to become? Because in your hometown, people have a, a notion of who you are and people tell you that and they give you feedback on that. And if you're changing how you are, the people who have known you for 18 years or, or however long sometimes find it uncomfortable because mm -hmm. it's it's feedback to them mm. yeah so it's do you want to talk more about that this blank canvas idea that you know when you go to a city where you know a few people you can reinvent yourself yeah it's beautiful i mean i chose la too in part people listening from other other places might see la as a bit of an eccentric city also I looked at LA like nobody judges people there because everybody's kind of crazy and everybody's got their own thing going on. Mm. You know, there's Hollywood. It's just nobody's going to be bothered with me. I didn't like that I was well known in my town in Greenlawn. Felt stifling almost to, to go everywhere and see somebody that you know and think of oh, what does this guy think I am? What image do I have to keep up to make everybody comfortable? It really forces you into a box. And I will say though, those are pressures we put on ourselves. Uh, as much as we can, we can blame the small town aspect. Um, it just hit me like probably not everyone's dealing with that. Would you agree? 
this feeling of hundred percent. Yeah. It's completely self-constructed. But still, I agree. Removing yourself from the situation is sort of just like a, a shortcut to overcome it and build the person you want to build. Yeah. On, look, on some level, you're running away. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with ourselves. Like the pressure was too much. And sometimes running away is a good option if that's mm. what you feel like you need to do. Which yeah, I did. it was for me. Me too. I, I, I just felt that I would be more effective at understanding myself and making personal progress in a, in a new environment where I didn't have those pressures. But again, like you said, it's completely self-constructed. I was just very insecure. That was the cause. So I was too occupied with what other people think about me. Right. Me too. Yeah. So it, it, in a, a way, leaving home, going to a new city where nobody knows me, it gives me enough space to breathe, to just settle down for a second and assess the situation, make the changes I needed to make in my life in order to feel first feel more comfortable with myself and then stop caring as much what people think about me and and really just shut out the noise and grow up grow up yeah basically (laughs) yeah I have a quick story about this actually I've written about this a couple times just how leaving home lets you reinvent your habits reconfigure your habits well my first winter break from college I came home I was playing call of duty I put a TV up in my bedroom and was literally just playing Call of Duty, uh, hanging out with people that um, very superficial friendships and nothing against them, but it was a terrible use of my time and I was making bad decisions, being super unhealthy. The next winter break, I became a ski instructor in where? In Idaho. (laughs) And now that we just talked about this, I realized, yeah, I was running away actually, but I needed to because home had become a very unconstructive place for me and I was making bad decisions. And uh, then there in Idaho, totally different. I'm there reading books, getting up at 5.30, going to the mountain, teaching kids skiing, exercising, um, eating vegetables, just great habits. And um, yeah, I love that we have the ability to leave when we need to. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of, thinking about it now, you know, there's a lot of darkness that comes with the opportunity. There's, you know, a, a, a balance. You, you get something, but you also lose something, you know. There's so much support in those deep relationships that, that you have in your hometown with, with your, your parents, your, you know, childhood friends that you grew up with relatives of all kinds that's really grounding it's a trade-off yeah like there's a lot of uncertainty and and chaos that comes with that but like you said I think it's what we needed and it was something that forces you to be uncomfortable and get comfortable with that and I think if you never 
embrace uncertainty and never learn how to go head on into those challenges, it's going to come to bite you in the long run. I think that's it's really important that young men and young women do that when they're young and they figure mm-hmm. out this is how I deal with a, a situation that is totally unknown to me, is slightly mm-hmm. scary, um, anxiety provoking. How do I react? What do I do? And building that base that you can use because there are always going to be challenging moments. I, I think we we're lucky too that our parents were good parents. You know, my mom and my dad would both let me kind of figure things out on my own, mm. gave me that personal freedom from a young age to explore and get hurt and figure it out. Um, so it's an interesting principle for parenting perspective you know like let your kids be themselves and struggle enough let them struggle even though it's not easy to see my mom would always tell me like I I hate to see you worried or stressed or get hurt but I know that I have to let you do that to grow as a person so I'm grateful for that and when you put it that way that actually is one of the beauties of university because it's enough of a struggle, enough of a new adoption of responsibility, but there's still this sort of umbrella of safety uh, mm-hmm. uh, associated with being at a university. And for, for a lot of us, you're still on your parents' payroll, which of course makes it less stressful. And um, yeah. It's a sandbox for sure. Yeah, it's a sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really cool. I mean, I enjoy it. You and I both love learning. And um, it was cool to have you around too in that in that period. Uh, and going going back, I mean, that principle of like being around people who you can grow with is so important. Actually, so, I've been reading a book on mental models. I told you about this. And they yeah. were talking about feedback loops within systems. He said one of the reasons the five chimp theory is so powerful is because it's feedback. You know, you you do something and chimp number two tells you good or bad. You do something yeah. that is good or bad. So the value system that they're imposing on you ends up mm-hmm. strongly affecting the direction you go um, because of the feedback. Super important. Because remembering back to high school, even middle school, but I'll I'll choose high school because it's like the most relevant, somewhat of a person. You know, I I remember being, getting negative feedback for things that today I would say were very positive, um, which slows you down, you know, like people kind of try and, hold you down on some level um not everybody wants to see you be successful whatever that is or just be yourself like kids in general just they're they're afraid of that so so another reason to leave home yeah it is it's definitely a very personal thing but like another reason to leave home go find people who share a value system that you can benefit from in the long term people to surround yourself with who who are growth mindset right i had that trouble at university actually because i had really great friends and many of them i 
I could also grow with, but also many of them, we were very counterproductive in the activities mm -hmm. we did together. Actually, they had actually started out productive because they were activities where I could perfect my social skills and mm -hmm. try out new things and approach things that had previously scared me. But with time, as these things became less novel, it's like partying and whatever, um, incredibly diminishing marginal returns actually started being very negative for my health, right? Alcohol, whatever, not sleeping, not eating well. And um, once I decided to make some changes, I did lose some friendships. And uh, I'm totally at peace with that trade-off though, because this is the life I want to live. I want to look out for my 80-year-old self, not just my 19-year-old self. Yeah, definitely. I've had, you know, I've struggled forming positive relationships too at first. You know, all the people that I hung out with, share, we shared the same vices. We smoked every day for a long period of time. And that's how we bonded. That's how we, you know, got together. Um, and it took me a while to realize where that, you know, this is just the same pattern that I was in before. And it's the reason why I left home was not having a group of people that, that were going to support me um, in a positive way. Mm, I didn't. So you felt like you ended up somewhat in the same trap, although you left home, but you eventually got out of it. Yeah, exactly. That's like, no really matter how point. far you go, you always take yourself with you. <laughs> Seneca has an awesome quote on that he says like why do you think your travels do you no good you're running away from yourself like the battle is inside you know yeah i think it's so true that these things are not a magic pill you're not going to just leave home and be a different person it can help if you approach yeah. it with the right mindset with the right intention but it's not a magic pill definitely you have to you have to be diligent why am I doing this? Am I leaving home to, to get away from my parents so I can party? So I have this, this crazy freedom or do I want to yeah. become a man? Whatever. I've been thinking about that a lot, actually, just how freaking important our intentions are. And if you have no intentions, it's really tough. Mm -hmm. Sorry, second stoic quote in a row, but Epictetus says something like, first say what you want to be and then act accordingly. But if, if you don't know what you want to do, what you want to achieve, how can you have any idea if what you're doing is building to what you want? Yeah. It starts with saying, what do I want? And then you can do something. You got to set good goals, right? And or at least like, like you said, have the intention. What do you want to be? Yeah. I mean, what, what do you want to be? I want freedom. Like I want freedom to own my time. That's probably the number one thing driving me right now. And I know I'm going to get that. And eventually I'll move on to other things. I want to be a good father. I feel like I'm preparing for that now because I'm making sure my mental health is good, making sure I'm financially solvent, making sure I am someone a young kid would look up to. So freedom, father, 
I want to learn. I want to learn a lot of stuff because I also think learning is a form of freedom. When you learn things, you can do more things. You understand more things. You can solve more problems. Uh, so freedom, fatherhood, learning. That should be enough. <laughs> How about you? Yeah. Before I say, I, I was thinking about something today in regards to jujitsu. You know, everybody knows the saying, knowledge is power. And it's pretty clear when you say, okay, if you understand finances, you can, you can accumulate wealth. There's a degree of power with wealth. Um, and I was in the office today with one of my coworkers, Buck. We both trained jujitsu. He was showing me a move that he's used to fight guys who are much bigger than him. And I practiced it. And then learning that one move I it just clicked in my head again you know like understanding that is incredibly powerful because me somebody who weighs 155 pounds I could defend myself against somebody easily 100 pounds heavier than me with this maneuver just knowing the right technique um and that it is it, just super cool and, and once you understand that, there's no going back because we go to school and we hate learning because it's stupid and it's not related to our lives. I wrote about this last week or yesterday, but yeah. then, you know, you learn this jujitsu skill and I know you love fighting, but it's really practical. You can protect yourself with this. That is amazing. It's really worthwhile to know that skill. Um, it's really worthwhile to understand persuasion and be able to have better relationships. It's really worthwhile to learn stoicism and take control of your mental health. Um, yeah, I, I think this message of learn useful stuff, like if you learn, you'll have more freedom, you'll have more options, is so undervalued and under um, shared. Hmm. I, Back to you. I, I, yeah so i think what do i want yeah power at this point in my life and it's tough because we're so young and somewhat powerless and like i just said the way to get it is through knowledge the acquisition of knowledge um i just want to stop you real quick because you know the type of environment we grew up in the type of environment we went to school with openly stating you'd like power especially as a male uh might get some naughty looks from certain people can you just and, but i think it's a fine goal actually can you just describe what you mean by that because to a lot of people that's off-putting yeah i mean look we're we're animals like that's just <laughs> It's pretty simple, you know, like, I don't want to be controlled by anyone else. I want to, I don't want to impose my will on other people. But like you said, I want freedom from other people. And we just, our society is, with the terms, hegemonic by nature. And so there's always large powers imposing on you. I don't want power to impose on anyone. I want power to be free from those forces. I think it's really important that you 
that you make that distinction whenever you say mm. that just considering the nature of today's uh society yeah it's important it's true i mean i i appreciate you you clarifying that helping me clarify that point because i feel the same as you actually i just i yeah. wouldn't word it that way <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any problems wording it that way because like i mean most people don't know me that, that are probably listening to this but if you do know me you know that i'm you know good guy i'm like i'm a good guy i like to think i am <laughs> you are like i like to fight but i have never like hurt anyone intentionally mm-hmm. you know um so that's the same thing like i people when i tell them i'm a fighter they you know they're skeptical because i'm i could be dangerous mm. which is another thing it's like the measure of a good man like Jordan Peterson talks a little bit about this is to be dangerous and use that, use that wisely. The weak man is actually the most dangerous says Jordan Peterson, because he becomes hopeless and he becomes desperate and he's willing to, you know, take a gun and go do something drastic to show his power, to show he's not weak, to show he's not hopeless. And you know what they say? Anger is fear and anger is dangerous so i don't want to be afraid of of anything i want to know that i'm i'm capable physically um to to protect myself my friends people i care about uh yeah so so i don't want to be fearful in most situations or in any situation, honestly. And um, simple. I think that's a great principle. Peaceful. But strong and peaceful is incredibly different than weak and peaceful. And I, I, I think you're right. That's a part of, of becoming a man too, is, is accepting that. And it's almost, when you think about like the, the young men you know who've made a big transition, it's almost always related to lifting weights or martial arts, mm. or some sort of exercise. And there's a physical transformation that accompanies the spiritual transformation, almost always. Mm-hmm. I, I can think of some some of my other friends in high school that are on a super growth mindset um, have had that physical transformation. Do you feel like when you're training, when you're at your top peak performance, um, do you feel like more on the ball mentally? Oh, absolutely. When I, when I'm training and I'm in, I'm in shape and I'm eating right, I, I feel amazing. I feel happier. I feel so much more peaceful. Yeah. It's worth the trade-off. I feel too. calm. I can't even see like a trade-off with, with the fit. Yeah. You lose time, but honestly, I enjoy. It's hard if you, if you haven't yet associated being fit with having energy with with mm. being happier then that initial challenge of exercising is really hard definitely it, it is hard you got to find something you like to do i hate running <laughs> so i don't run <laughs> yeah but every day i look forward to 
get into jujitsu class and learning and and so i i really i just love it it's so much fun for me Thank you.